prophet Jeremiah. In distress, Jeremiah raised his voice to the Lord. O Lord, you have enticed me, and I was enticed. You have overpowered me, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughingstock all day long. Everyone mocks me. For I hear many whispering, terror is all around. Denounce him. Let us denounce him. All my close friends are watching for me to stumble. Perhaps he can be enticed and we can prevail against him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a dread warrior. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and they will not prevail. They will be greatly shamed, for they will not succeed. Their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord of hosts, you test the righteous. You see the heart and the mind. Let me see your retribution upon them, for to you I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has delivered the life of the needy from the hands of evildoers. The word of the Lord. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and he heard my voice. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and he heard my voice. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock my fortress in my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge. In my distress I call upon the Lord, and he heard my voice. The Lord is my shield and the source of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. In my distress I call upon the Lord, The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of perdition assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon the Lord, and he heard my voice. In my distress I called upon the Lord. To my God I cried for help. From his temple He heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and he heard my voice. Praise and glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Praise and glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. You have the words of everlasting life. Praise and glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The Jews took up stones to stone him. Jesus replied, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these are you going to stone me? The Jews answered, It is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, though only a human being, are making yourself God. Jesus answered, Is it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. If those to whom the word of God came were called gods, and the scripture cannot be annulled, can you say that the one whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world is blaspheming because I said, I am God's son? If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, Believe the works, so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. Then they tried to arrest Jesus again, but he escaped from their hands. He went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing earlier, and he remained there. Many came to Jesus, and they were saying, John performed no sign but everything that John said about this man is and was true, and many believed in him there. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My dear friends, how remarkable it is that Jesus says, if you don't believe my words, then believe the works that I do. Believe the works that I do. And you have to remember, of course, that the Gospel of John was written after the death and resurrection of Christ, after the descent of the Holy Spirit and the founding of the Church. In fact, considerably after longer after it than any of the other Gospels. So you hear the words, believe the works, the works of my Father, and you see, you understand that he's talking not just about the miracles of healing or the multiplication of the loaves and fishes or the stilling of the storm of the sea, He's also talking about the greatest work of all, his very crucifixion and death, and his rising up once more. That is the great work which we are invited to believe in. And to reject that is, of course, to reject everything. But you also notice how Jesus says, the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. The Father and I are one, as he said in another place. 
The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, as three distinct persons of the Blessed Trinity, have a distinct identity, but they are nevertheless one. And that oneness was going to come in pretty handy for Jesus when there really wasn't much of anyone else whom he could experience oneness with at the time of his passion. In fact, I found myself particularly struck by the words from the prophet Jeremiah that we heard today. All my close friends are watching for me to stumble. Thanks a lot, close friends, that that's what you're waiting and watching for. And yet, if we go into the depths of our own hearts and we see there and face honestly the brokenness and the temptation to sinfulness that is within us, I think we will recognize, and I certainly know I do in myself, that there have been times when something has welled up inside us where even the people we love the most, there's something that makes us want to see them stumble, want to see them fall and fail. We immediately try to cast that thought out of our minds. No, no, that's the kind of thing I should only be thinking of my enemies. But we can be so self-centered that the success or the power or the achievement or the strength of anyone else makes some wicked, horrible thing rise up within us. And the next thing we know, we're having to fight against the temptation to act on that. There is such an inclination to go only to our own self-preservation so that even our closest friends were watching for them to stumble. And though we would feel horrible if they did, there's that little teensy tiny something inside that would feel good if they stumbled. This is of the devil, of course, but it is exactly what descended on Jesus in full. Everyone, everyone and all those who were close to him ran from his stumbling. Well, almost everyone. I want to read you a little something that is from a bit of an interview and an article that was produced only yesterday. Yesterday, as you may or may not have noted, was the 15th anniversary of the death of sainted Pope John Paul II, who of course stood as a hallmark of great witness to us and to the whole church in his life, in his decline, and in his death, and is now a canonized saint to whom we pray. In this article, one person who was interviewed was the cardinal who is in charge of St. Peter's Basilica. He's, you know, the one who's called the archpriest, among other titles he has. He's in charge of making sure that St. Peter's Basilica runs. And in the course of that interview, there was a reference made to John Paul II's Marian devotion. 
Marian devotion, as we know, was a hallmark of the Saint Pope, so much so that Totus Tuus Maria, Mary, I am all yours, was on his coat of arms. When he was asked in the interview why Mary was so important to the late Pope, the Cardinal answered thus, because Our Lady was close to Jesus at the moment of the crucifixion, and she believed this was the moment of God's victory over human wickedness through love, God's greatest strength. From the cross, when Jesus told Mary, Behold your son, referring to his disciple John, what Jesus was really telling her was, Don't think of me but think of others. Help them to transform pain into love. Help them to believe that goodness is the strength that overcomes evil. From that moment on, Mary took concern for us upon herself. And when we let ourselves be guided by her, we are in safe hands. John Paul II believed this. He trusted Mary, and with Mary, He transformed pain into love. So we do have a close friend of Jesus who wasn't watching for him to stumble. And she doesn't want us to either. On this Friday in Lent at the very doorstep of Holy Week, let us ask Mary to be what she was commissioned to be, the mother of of each one of us, the mother of the church. Behold your mother, Jesus said to John. And when we let ourselves be guided by her, as the Cardinal said, we are in safe hands. With Mary, we too can transform pain and crucifixion into love. And with Mary, we shall do exactly that. Again, a reminder for those who love to watch these broadcasts that Palm Sunday Mass will be celebrated and will be made available in its entirety in this very space on Sunday at 9 o'clock in the morning. And if you go to the Holy Week tabs, both the tab above and also the slider, Holy Week and Easter, you will find there our broadcast schedule for all of the events of Holy Week and Easter Sunday that we are going to be making available on our website and their exact dates and times when they will be up and available. May God bless you all as you enter into this great time of devout grace, and we are united in our prayer, and in our love, as always. We hope that our podcasts have been inspiring. And now, our pastor, Father Martin, offers a few closing words. Lent is a time to deepen our faith through prayer, penitence, and charity. We pray that our readings and homilies help you to prepare to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at Easter. Just as we display ashes as a mark of our faith on Ash Wednesday, 
please share the readings and homilies with others by inviting them to our website where they can find them all day by day. What a great gift to present at the altar on Good Friday that you helped spread the good news of our salvation. And thank you for your prayers and support.